Yeah, this is Gabe. Hey, Gabe. I sure appreciate everyone coming Ron in. Ron from Island. Hey, Ron. Ron from Los Angeles. Hey, Ron. I do appreciate you coming early to the call. Makes it easier. Just begin on time. Jesse is here with me. Hi, Jesse. Hi, Ron. Uh-huh. Hello. Hello. This is Olivia. Hi, Olivia. This is Ron from Los Angeles. Hi, Rod. This is Olivia from Needham, Mass. What a beautiful town. Yes, it is. You're familiar with it? Just when I used to live in uh, New York, for some reason I would drive through Needham, Mass, visiting some friends somewhere. I don't know where. Oh, nice, Rob. Like, oh, my God. I should move more east. Yes. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Wonderful. So we're waiting for a few more people, are we? I guess so. Is this Venerable? Yes, it is. It's Olivia Venerable. How wonderful your voice. And nice to hear your voice. Thank you. Venerable, there were a few others on, and Reverend Jennifer was on, but something clicked, and maybe she's trying to find her way back. All right. Well, we'll wait for her. Okay.
Lydia, are you still there? I'm yes, I am. Maybe we should all hang up and read. Maybe not you, Venerable, but maybe we... There were several people on, and maybe we Hi, should... Hi, on. Hi. I'm still on. I'm still on. I just muted out. I'm still on. I'm okay. yeah, we're... <laughs> we, we lost Reverend Jennifer. Oh. Back. Which is important. Which is yeah. which is impossible yeah. to do. It is important. And it's impossible to do. I just heard a lot of clicks. Is, are people still there? Are people still here? I am. And I'm here. I'm here. I am. <laughs> I am. Good. So I'm sending you moon glow love all around the planet. <laughs> Hmm. Well, let me hear where those who are on the line are calling from. Michael in Los Angeles. Jeannie in Massachusetts. Uh-huh. Hi, Venerable. Yes. Stephanie Hi, in ben. Los Angeles. Uh-huh. Shan from Los Angeles. <laughs> Mary in Brooklyn. <laughs> Ron in L.A. Barb in Toledo. Omar, Northern California. Uh-huh. Olivia in Massachusetts. And Gabe in Los Angeles. Hi. Mary in New York. Ron in South Island. Fran in New York. Uh-huh. Hi. And I'm calling from Vermont. Mm-hmm. And Tori is here from Vermont as well. How wonderful. So we know that the lines in L.A. are working. Yes, and here's Stephanie from Los Angeles also. Hello, Venerable. Hello, Stephanie. Good to hear your voice. Great to hear yours as well. Thank you. Hello? Jennifer? 
Hello. Hi, Venerable. This is Shan. Um, last week, Jennifer was having a lot of problems with her phone, so I don't know if she still is. Hey, Shan and Venerable. This is Jesse. I'm actually with Reverend Jennifer, and we are um, experiencing some technical challenges, but she is going to be uh, joining us in just a few seconds. Wonderful. Okay. Yeah, for some reason her phone line went down, and so she's going to be connecting on her cell phone if she can. I had a feeling her phone line was something was wrong. She's just making sure the recording's happening, so we can uh, save this this wisdom. So. Hi, it's Jesse. I'm, I'm here with Reverend Jennifer, and uh, she asked if everyone um, on the call, if possible, could introduce themselves and say where they're calling from. Hi, this is Michael. I'm calling from Los Angeles. Hi, this Hi. is Jesse from Los Angeles as well. Hi, this is Elmar from... Northern California, close to Manchester. This is Mary from New York. This is Olivia from Massachusetts. Stephen Hi, from Los Angeles. Lori from Vermont. So sorry, this is Stephanie from Los Angeles. This is Bev from Ontario. This is Fran from New York. How wonderful to have everybody on tonight. The Rev will be joining us in just a couple seconds. It's just uh, She just wants to make sure that um, tonight's conversation is being recorded so we can share it with those who can't be on the phone tonight. This is good. This is all very good things. Hi, everybody. It's Reverend Jennifer. Hi, Reverend Jennifer. This is Tina. Good to hear your voice and happy to know the the technical difficulties have fallen away. <laughs> yes. Yeah, for some unknown reason, my phone line suddenly dropped out. It's no longer available to me. So I'm on my cell phone. How does it sound? 
quite good. Sounds good. Excellent. So I'll just take a deep breath of gratitude here and be so grateful and thankful that we have the opportunity right now to be together. Shall I say a blessing, Venerable? Yes. All right, wonderful. So I'll do that and as usual, turn it over to you. So we're grateful and we're thankful right now. So grateful for our very life and all the blessings. So grateful and thankful that we can use technology to transcend time and space and come together in this way with our hearts open and our minds open, fully available to receive this blessing that Venerable Dahani is offering to us. So grateful and thankful that we are making ourselves available for insight, wisdom, clarity, healing, nourishment, in gratitude and in grace. We accept the blessing and we share it with all beings, so grateful that we're one with them. In gratitude we let it be, and so it is. Amen. And so it is. The earth and the sun are having an incredible conversation from the deepness of space, from beyond what is known, are coming waves of energy. These waves of energy are to impel us into the remembrance that we are spiritual beings learning to be human, learning about matter. May the wisdom potential in each person flourish and grow. May the glory that flows through the universe, may the blessings that move through each of us bring forth ever more skillful methods of activity. The earth is alive and we are in the womb of her atmosphere, continuously being reborn through the grace of the heavens. Above being wise being, that which is beyond name, continuously offers blessings. And we, like explorers, have leapt from the plain to explore the great field of possibility. Appearing as individuals, we are still united in that field. And what we experience, how we think, how we speak, returns to the field as information. The very elements themselves, they coalesce according to the accepted vision and view of the people. We came to explore the ways in which wisdom may manifest and to understand how it is one in the exploration of matter may forget their natural luminous state. Just as energy comes from the quasar, spiraling disk of energy and a blue-white jet, that same emblem can be perceived in our own hearts spiraling energy of galaxies from whence a blue-white jet emerges reminds us that we are continually in a dance of creation. 
Our bones vibrate with the pulse of the earth and the sky. Our mind, our being is energized by the lightning gridwork of the earth. All appearances are vibration, and what we choose to view is what we see, yet beyond the usual appearances, there are amazing displays of our perfection. That potential is what impels us to explore and understand what is the nature of mind. What is the reason that one has taken birth? Why have we chosen to explore this field of potential? And how is it we land upon the earth? She too is a living being and she is expanding. And we are, in a sense, part of her evolution. She is now growing just as our consciousness is growing. Like a song changing key, we are moving in to a new dimension. In the Cherokee way, we speak of the fifth world, the fifth dimension. It is where the key, the key of the song changes and we recall more of our luminous nature and see beyond the ordinary sense perceptions the ways in which our speech, our thought, and our action contribute to the results arising in our lives. So in the work of bioresonance, in the exploration of vibration and dance, the energy of life, We ourselves are the dancers, the drum, and the drum beat. So certain vibrational frequencies, they give rise to water, air, earth, fire. And our bodies resonate with the pulse and the conversation of the earth and the sun which can be perceived as the cranial sacral pulse. This pulsing energy is a field of communication. We receive and we return to the environment that what we are learning. The human body is an amazing array, a collection of atoms, electrons, myriad photons, and these photons and electrons carry information. The most obvious information is that which we perceive with our eyes, yet we can look at a scene, and each person might see that scene in a unique way according to their way of being in the world or their uh, conditioned views, what we've learned, how we think the world is. And then there are moments which, like a flash of lightning illuminating the night sky, where we ourselves have great insight. It may be the 
blessing of God, the realization that we are united, somehow people receive direct insight. Like the lightning that illuminates the night, we also see more clearly the ways in which we are connected. Imagine that we're all on a waterbed together and one person begins to jump on the waterbed and then all of us feel the wave of that movement. That is a simple analogy or explanation for how our consciousness touches the environment and how our consciousness also leaves information in the environment. There are some people whose pathways are clear, who sense by touch who has held a certain object or may sense who has walked through the room before them. That ability to sense who has been there before is based on the information that's left in the environment and stored by the electrons and photons. Our memories store information, and our memories are interpreted by our view and understanding. Just as two people can be in the same situation, each may remember it in a different way. Yet the pulse of what has moved through the room remains to be perceived by anyone who wishes to read it. Some say this is the reading of the Akashic Records. Others say it is the realization that what occurs outside is also occurring inside and uh, speak of the universe as a hologram, but it is a dream expressed by many beings who decide this is the dream we share. In a sense, it is a group consciousness and a consensus of this group consciousness that gives rise to what we consider real. For the person who sees the dancing atoms that compose the desk, there is awareness of space and less solid matter. For the one who places their attention on the form of the desk, there might be non-awareness of the space from which the desk has arisen. So when we go to town, we sense the mood of the people. Um, when you go to the supermarket, say on Friday or payday, there is certainly more people and more excitement in the air, and one takes note of it. Also, when there is the approach of a lightning storm. One's body takes note, and as the lightning comes more close, even the hairs on one's arm may stand up. This is an example of bioresonance, 
a more simple and well-known uh, example of biorhythmic dancing interface of the universe with the individual is through sunlight upon our skin and then the production in our bodies of vitamin D3. So does the sun carry the information to make our bones stronger or have agreements been made that the sun sustains us? In older cultures, people made uh, homage to expressions of the divine, whether it was symbolized as the sun, the moon, the symbol is a mirror or a token for the energy that moves through the universe. So when we consider the influence of the moon, the tides, they move about the earth in relation to the pull of the moon. The moon reflects the light of the sun and also the moon has an impact upon the emotions of every living being. So this is part of a dynamic dance of communication. Sunlight upon the skin, strengthening the bones, giving vitality to the body and the earth. Also, there is a return pulse from us, and that return pulse that makes more clear the flow of understanding in our body-mind consciousness is the pulse of appreciation. Appreciation for the opportunity to be alive and appreciation for the beings that we meet in this lifetime and the situations that arise in our lives. Bioresonance is a dance. Just as someone is dancing on the waterbed and others begin to bounce, our thinking contributes to the ripples in the field and the appearances that arise. Extraordinary people leave extraordinary waves of information in the field. Those of you who have visited sacred places surely have experienced this. When visiting Bodhigaya, there is the sense of wonder that one saw clearly that all appearances are a dream and all are united in the dance. And that resounds continuously through the environment. And one who approached with curiosity will begin to experience the significance of seeking the ultimate truth. Then there are the energy waves of faith that are left in a sacred place. These energy waves are people's prayers, people's uh, joy, and this too uplifts 
the space and anyone who visits that space. Our experience is a dance, an interaction with the environment. And so it is postulated that human beings of good heart can change the environment, calm the weather, bring rain where it is needed, and most importantly, sustain the potential of joyful realization in the hearts of the people who visit that sacred space. Sacred space is also the interaction of the water beneath the earth and the sky, releasing ions into the atmosphere. For example, when one visits uh, places such as Stonehenge, where there are standing stones, there is a sense of uplifting and also an awareness that our earth experience is connected to the very stars in the sky. And it is through the movement of the water beneath the ground and the ionic energy that rises through the columns that people find the ordinary view dissolving into a larger awareness of our connection with the universe. When people visit the sites where Jesus Christ has walked or visits the sites where Abraham has walked, there is a connection with the history and most importantly, the vitality of the land and the sky to support that searching seed that is reaching into the heaven for understanding of our divine wisdom nature. Very often we may think that wisdom is something outside. In truth, wisdom is within every being. We have arisen from it and we are encoded by it. And when we make the commitment, when we dedicate ourselves to living in a spiritual way and to speaking in the way that brings forth honor and wisdom, in this way we sweep away the forgetfulness of our natural luminous space. This dedication is also supported by our recognition of the suffering that arises through forgetfulness that we are all connected. When we think that our group is more important than another group or that the concept of I is more significant than the total picture of all, uh, then we encapsulate that wisdom uh, in a shroud of grasping, a shroud of forgetfulness, grasping to support itself because I know and I itself knows it cannot exist 
except for the interaction with myriad beings. When we hear the cries of those who suffer because of that forgetfulness, a greater compassion arises within our hearts. And this compassion also is a wave that makes apparent the potential for skillful transformation of forgetfulness. Every being is a divine being. Every being has within wisdom. And when we take the moment to consider that the very breath we inhale may have been exhaled by an awakened being somewhere in the past, somewhere in the present, it becomes more clear that we are in a circle of relationships. Argon is a element that doesn't change, and it is said to be inert, and when we take a breath in, we may be taking in the very molecules that were exhaled by some awakened being, whether we say it was Christ or Buddha or Allah or Muhammad, rather. The circle of our breath connects us with the circle of the universe. Even when it appears that the breath has stopped, the information and the experience that one has gathered in one's life is recorded in the environment and also in the cells. We understand this through the science of transplants, that often when someone receives a transplant, they begin to have uh, cravings for that food that was uh, comforting to the person who compassionately donated their organ that another one might live. So this is an example of information being held in matter such as the cells. We think that our consciousness is in our brain. In truth, our consciousness is has no point of origination. Our consciousness has no place. We also consider that the past is behind us and that the future is before us. And in truth, the past, present, and future are occurring in this very instant. Through the stirrings of our thought, our activity, we are contributing to the future and we carry within us the seeds of the past. When we talk about the fifth world, it is the recognition that time is a construction of mind. And in the fifth dimension, there is the realization that all things are occurring simultaneously. How can you experience this? How can you know? 
I invite each of you in this moment to think of some time as a child where you were enriched with wonder when something marvelous became clear to you, whether it was the sound of crickets or the jumping of a fish from the water. Consider that moment within your own heart and your awareness of connection to myriad beings. Time stands still, and one is for the present in the moment. How marvelous and wonderful. In this moment, A new world is revealed. In this moment, our celestial understanding is revealed. In this moment, great compassion is revealed that we may invite those who feel they are drowning in the sea of experience, that we invite them to come to the shore free from illusion. The Mayan people often spoke of the world as being a dream. Now a physicist would give the theory of a holographic universe. And there is also the awareness within one's own consciousness that many timelines exist simultaneously. The child who dreams of being an adult and the adult who remembers their childhood, in a sense, are moving through time and space. The construction of our understanding based on the experience of the senses becomes an indicator and with the quieting of the mind there is the realization of things as they are. So what is there to quiet? To quiet the idea of yesterday, tomorrow, to quiet the idea of them and us, and to consider this is an abundant, miraculous universe 
that is continually arising according to our group consensus, our group view. Unfortunately, there are some who jump upon the bed a bit harder, bounce a bit more, and break through that circle of concept and leap into the space of awareness that all appearances are vibration and all is connected. An example of that, you might say, would be the resurrection, the the flesh of Jesus Christ. It passed away, yet his luminous body revived and ascended. That luminous potential is within each of us Consider the photons. Consider light. Your natural state. That light softens the concepts. Softens the walls of separation and the heart recalls one's natural state as luminosity. The healer especially one who is practicing Qigong, retunes your memory of your luminosity so that attention, again, resonates with the light, the mind of understanding. So what appeared as stagnation then dissolves as potential. Surely you recall moving through the forest or by the beach and having a sense of great joy. And the more attention to the joy the more vital the luminosity as it flows through our physical, mental being and expressed in our lives. Recently, I saw a short article about, uh, written by a Russian scientist who felt through Kirillin photography that he could demonstrate the impact of a person's consciousness on the environment. So one person who was generating thoughts of loving compassion enhanced the life force 
generated by the plants in the room. And this is a potential in each of us. And certainly you know of the experiments of many groups around the world practicing meditation to change the rate of aggression and crime in a neighborhood. And as people deepen their practice, the energy of the field becomes more vibrant and what was once arising as aggression begins to be expressed as skillful methods of communication. So each person does make a difference. And it is wise not to succumb to the hypnotic view of fear because thought forms feed on themselves and thus encapsulate one uh, into forgetting the potential of our body-minds to accomplish. So at this very moment, there are many people who maintain the state of direct awareness And occasionally you may even see uh, photos where a person appears as light. That light is our natural state. Uh, From the beginning, there was sound, light, vibration, and we all continually dance to that song, creation song. So at this point, uh, many cycles are coming to an end, reaching their crescendo, and we ourselves are moving in to the fifth dimension. Herakles would say we're already there. It is a matter of our attention. So there are some little tests you can do. Consider a person who is far away that you would like to speak with. Think of that person and through the field of life, uh, that person will acknowledge your request and will generally call you. So, Earth is expanding. If we have hearts of contraction, her movement is harsh. When our minds are supple and we are willing to grow, then she expands with less stress. So we do have an impact upon the environment. And so that's all of the talk. And now it is time for any questions you may have about the application of these words.
Does anybody have a question for Venerable? I actually have a question, Jennifer. Um, Venerable, um, you mentioned that we are all moving into the fifth dimension, consciousness, and if there were tests that w we could do. Could you speak about that a little more? Yes. Um, one way to recognize the power of our minds and our multidimensionality is to consider something as already done. For example, I was looking in the garden and a, a red ball had rolled away uh, quite far. And I thought, oh, I will need to put on shoes and get it. And then later I went outside and the ball was in its place. It had moved to the swan in the garden. Another example is um, when something is misplaced. When you know you put it on the table, we would say the Minhunis took it. <laughs> um, and you can also see it return. And you would have examples of you you know you put something in a certain place and uh, it's not there. And you're looking for it and then later again it reappears. And the best test for understanding a connection through time and space and beyond time and space is that of telepathy, where you may hear the need of your child and you respond with a prayer in your heart and then later you may receive a call and they will tell you that they needed your help and they experienced ease. Beautiful. Thank you. Consider that special being who inspires you. Imagine that person right in front of you and you're looking into the eyes of each other. And sense the waves of energy of that awakened being's heartbeat and the resonance of your own heartbeat. 
visualizing the awakened being reveals the awakened being within one's own appearance. There are some people who are uh, tuners of the earth beyond dowsing. It is a person who goes to places, makes prayer of appreciation, and allows the light, the energy of the universe to move through them into the earth, the sky, to benefit every being. They may look like ordinary people, yet as you come close, you will have a sense of ease and awe. So the awakened beings we visualize are also our own potential. And so faith becomes a gateway for the realization of divine wisdom within. As we are connected via the telephone line and uh, to those beyond the horizon and in other time spaces who will listen, there is a awareness at the heart center that as we breathe, information comes to us as well as flowing from us. How does an object, a family heirloom, become sacred when those who have held it have rested in a state of equanimity that state becomes recorded in the object. Cascading waves of light, of energy, 
continuously flow through us, even the information of the arising of form. Spiraling energies like galaxies continuously communicate the power of creation. And we are all part of this. So when you visit a sacred place, observe the prayer impressions, the understanding that was left by those who walked before. And that their walk continues in the present like the overtones of a harp continuing on through space. Light waves carry information and we ourselves are that information. So there was a moment as we spoke where there was a sense of um, more energy moving through the head centers into the heart. Like the cranial sacral pulse, harmony with the earth, the sky, the universe. That subtle light, it feeds our endocrine glands. So that this vessel through which we explore the universe potential sees things as they are. So how does a feeling move through the telephone or a recording? It's through the vibration of the voice and the dedication that the words reveal wisdom. Yes. Are there any questions? Yes, I have a question. Um, this is Jeannie. Uh-huh. Um, if, if we are giving things away, if we're giving a gift or a donation or whatever... Um, if we pray uh, over the object before we give it, are we then giving the prayer and the love as well as the object? Is this an oh. what you're saying? Yes. 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 And is it possible 
if we've already given something, that we could visualize that and send out in this moment the wave of prayer and love and have it attached to that object or the objects. Indeed it is, and the object becomes a resonator of that prayer and those well wishes. Ah, okay, good. (laughs) Thank you. Venerable, this is Terry. I have a question. Yes. So earlier when you were saying, like, for example, when the ball was out of the garden and then you were going to put on your shoes to go and get the ball and then you went outside and it was already back in its place, mm-hmm. can that same scenario be utilized for, like, a situation? Like if something, you know, is like, for example, I'm having um, some challenges with uh, one of, I have two cats, and one of them, she's going through kind of a teenage phase <laughs> of having anxiety, and there's, there's stuff going on, and I'm not quite sure what the cause of it is, but I'm, you know, I'm meditating on it, and I've tried other things that are like, kind of like band-aids on the situation, so that so that I can handle it the best that I can. Um, And I know that it's happening for a reason. I'm not sure what the reason is. Um, And I know that it's going to work itself out however it's supposed to work itself out. But by me intending, I guess my question is, do I intend an outcome that I would prefer Or do I just intend an outcome for it just to come to resolution however it comes? (laughs) It is better to see it as resolved beyond any intention. Okay. That makes sense. To see it as resolved. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you Uh very much. This is Alma. I have a question. Yes. Uh, is there certain time in the day where it's uh, the best benefit to send good thoughts or make connection to other people? Like I'm here in California, my friends are in Germany, so sunrise. Sunrise. Yes. And also, it's like it's like on the sacred places or like on the vortex places. It's also more uh, powered prayer. Prayer. Yes, certainly when prayers are made at sacred places or at vortices, they are amplified and carried. And it is always wise when entering such wondrous places to enter with reverence. And when we make a prayer for the well-being of our family and friends, we give thanks for 
the fact that we are family and friends. To ask is to say it is not there. To give thanks is to recognize the blessings are there. So that all also means like what you said before, when people like that was there on these sacred places and maybe they had not good thoughts that we... I had this feeling a couple times when I go to different places, then I I feel this, then I get distracted by myself and lose the center. So it's, it's good to see the place or do prayers for those to resolve those kind of energies. Yes, to to make prayers that the potential of joyful, awakened, skillful activity may be revealed for the benefit of every being. Mm-hmm. So you see I saying clearly that it is not the projected outcome, I pray this or that, or I ask for this or that, it is to give thanks and acknowledge the blessings that continuously flow and to address the awakened being that is within each of us. If we look at the world as or situation as a problem, then we are giving the concept of problem more energy. When we observe the the wonder and the opportunity and we are thankful, then the grace and the potential of realization within the situation are revealed. This is Gabe. Uh-huh. Um, I'm thinking about the... Uh, a, a lot of what goes on is the beliefs, and it's the breakdown of our beliefs that will, you know, have, uh, like, the prayers and the sacred places and all those things work. But then there are people who I know who believe in like the concept of healthy egos. And so um, they're um, very, uh, like they defend themselves. Um, and uh, and so there's a way of not being like a Pollyanna, Pollyanna positive all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they call it just being real and you know and just being prepared and and all that. And I was wondering, is there like a place for healthy ego, or is there is there a different way of approaching that? Well, certainly to have the gift of the human body and mind is something wonderful. Um, 
when the body-mind thinks it is separate from or more than or less than all of its interactions, then it is not healthy. So in the relative world, if you didn't have a sense of I, you would not get up and go to work, plant a garden. When that sense of I is infused with the awareness of in relationship with many, then the understanding is more clear. Because the more we believe in I, self, I, this or that, the more one wants to defend it and then one becomes more ensconced in a moment rather than recognizing their infinite view. And it's part of the stages of spiritual development. First, to understand the emotion, the nature of one's being, the patterns that one unfolds, and then to recognize that this thing we call I is really uh, interconnected with myriad beings. And when one thinks I am doing, actually one is doing what they're Parents taught them, their teachers taught them, their friends showed them. So the more you examine, well, who am I, where am I, it becomes clear it is a collection of moments, experiences. And in the relative sense, are quite real because I can burn one's hand. I can uh, swim. And in the ultimate sense, when one is floating on the water, the sense of I falls away into the sense of universal being, myriad beings all interconnected. So when you look and see, well, who is this I? You begin to recognize the attitudes, concepts, and views that have been collected that give the appearance of this I. Um, And when you keep looking, (laughs) there's nobody there. So friends are friends, and whatever our friends' views are, those are their views, and we can walk together with respect for each other's view and understanding. So is there anything wrong with Pollyanna 
positive? Um, if one is Pollyanna positive and the uh, place is on fire and you don't put it out, that's not right. So, one is aware that the universe is an expression of consciousness, and we're all part of that consciousness. And what we do with the elements and the situations in our lives, that's our responsibility. So in the relative sense, I is real. And then as you examine who we think I is, it's apparent that it is a collection of many concepts and thoughts. And ultimately, there's an awareness energy. So we learn to train our minds to recognize what has been constructed. What is the house of illusion that each one has built? And what is the the glory from whence that house of illusion appears to have arisen. So is anyone separate from God? Is anyone separate from mind? No. So when we speak of moving into the fifth dimension, It's the recollection of that natural state that becomes the view. The exploration of matter necessitated an I, and I now understands it is one with all appearances, all beings and even begins to see how the elements, according to the emotions or the conditioned view of this thing we call I, how even the elements coalesce in a way to give rise to situations in our lives. And in the same way, we may energize in the environment and in the situation We may energize the awakened wisdom potential in every being, in every situation. So it's a matter of attention. Um, In uh, it's very, I'll say it very quickly. And some meditation practices, one develops different attentions. So first, there is the attention. Um, the physical breath moving through the body. Then the awareness of the information that is carried in the atmosphere. And then the observer 
watching and a fourth attention would be resting in that natural awakened state. So the relative is not separate from the ultimate awakened state. It is where we maintain our attention. This may be a far out example, but, and I'll say it anyway. Um, in the Mayan prophecies about these times, they talk about electromagnetic field changes that would even cause utensils to jump up and down. And people's understanding of time and place changing. Um, So as the waves from other space, hyperspace, move through the Earth, uh, concepts and belief systems are shaken, and the potential wisdom in those situations become apparent. As a youngster, I watched people (laughs) very closely. And I noticed that those who had great peace, they didn't say too much, and they didn't complain. And even when you would say, well, aren't you angry about that? They would just uh look at you and say, why give it energy? So what is the ideal that each one wishes to accomplish in their lives? That's what is to be energized. So healthy ego ego at all, ultimately, it is all arisen from space. And doesn't exist by itself, really dancing relationships. Resonant fields of greed view. And so what are you energizing? (laughs) 
Thank you, Venerable. May our time together energize that wisdom potential within everyone, each person we meet, and even those beyond the horizon. And may the awakening joy and understanding resonate through the environment stabilizing the earth, the elements, revealing methods of reconciliation where there are those who are hungry. May the fields come forth with abundance where there is disturbance in the hearts and minds of people and where there is the sound of war. May the sound of harmony manifest for the benefit of all. Wado. 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 Well, I thank each of you for sharing your time with me and for uh, allowing this uh, circle of energy to resonate with the possibilities of awakened skillful activity for the benefit of all beings. So you each have a wonderful night. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you very much, Venerable. Thank you. thank you very much, Reverend Jennifer. Thank you, Venerable. Thank you, Reverend Jennifer. Reverend Jennifer, I have a question. It's Olivia. Are you there? Hi, Olivia. I just wanted to ask you, I'm so grateful for this, and I wondered if we can access the recordings from tonight and also from the rest that we've signed up for at a particular place? Is there a particular link that we should go to? I hate to bother you, but I wondered how I could look up past ones, too. I I sent you links to the recordings of the the calls. Are you not receiving them? So those those are the same links that we can use to access them after the call? Each call has a separate download link. Okay, great. So we can so just go back to that. Well, you can down- we can go back to that original call like last month and click on it and download the the recording of that call? Yes. As soon as the call is edited, I send you the download link, and it's for that one call. Okay. I will check. I didn't think I had received it, but I will check. Yep, and if if you're missing any, just let me know. Okay. 
Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome, Olivia. I appreciate it. It's really wonderful. Yes, it is, isn't it? Thank you so much, Reverend Jennifer. My pleasure. It's It's magical. (laughs) Wado. 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 (laughs) Good night.